Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey gang, public service announcement. Our brand new listener show league. Courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. And it's pretty simple. All you got to do is sign up to our listener league. Check out the show notes. See the link. Check out our Twitter feed, the pinned tweet. It'll take you to the DraftKings NC Show listener league. And each and every week, pick a team your favorite players, enter it into the league competitions and you can win all kinds of great prizes all through the season. We're giving away tickets to Broncos Jags at Wembley. We're giving away shirts of your favorite teams. We're giving away all kinds of good merch and plenty more besides each and every week through the season. You can play against some of your show faves. You'll definitely beat me. The Guru Sandrini will be a lot tougher to take on. Propo, somewhere in between. Ben Isaacs has got a team rolling as well. We're not going to get Mike in it, but because he hates fantasy, what are you going to do? So head on over, as I say, in the show notes, the Listener League. Uh, if you head on over to Twitter, it's the pin tweet there and uh, get involved and have a lot of fun. 18 plus only. Check the website for details. BeGambleAware.org. And welcome to the Nat Coombs Show. It is week four. All pro Shane Vereen back in the house. I promised you, I told you, he was going to be a card-carrying regular guest on the NC Show. And he is back with some brilliant insight. We're going to, of course, talk about the game in London. Talk Vikings Saints. Uh, the Saints, of course, one of Shane's big uh, preseason picks. So we'll uh, check in on how that's going. Bucks Chiefs, what a game that is promising to be. Although, where is it going to be given... Uh, the uh, terrible situation in Florida right now. We'll talk Jags Day for real. The Eagles definitely seem to be. Ravens, Bills, what a matchup that's going to be. That could be crazy weather as well. So we'll get into all of that 
and more on our week four review show. And welcome the always terrific Shane Vereen. Shane, great to see you, man. Um, disappointingly, although unsurprisingly, no propo. Ollie, once again, leads again to, to our own devices, man. I can't. <laughs> yeah, he acts like he doesn't know when we record. He acts like he doesn't have the schedule. He just chooses to be in traffic. It's every time. He's the producer. I mean, I don't know. Don't take it personally, Shane. This is he, this is yeah. consistent with him across the board right now, quite frankly. So I mean, <laughs> wouldn't take it personally. In his defense, it is NFL, the first NFL London game, of course, this week. And yep. Uh, yep. he uh, is producing our live radio show on Sunday. So uh, we're doing a pregame show live from the stadium and then the game live as well. So he's got his hands full, to be fair. So we'll give him a pass. This time. Okay. I mean, but he get this is the last pass I'm giving him it's, after, uh, after this, it's, you know, you know what I mean? That's what you're talking to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're listening proper. You're in deep trouble. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I see, I was, hold on one second. Yeah, yeah. I see you with a PSG. Uh, yes, I am wearing a PS. Good. Are, are you, are you, are you a PSG fan? You know what? I can't. I can't claim to be really a PSG fan. I've been to see them a few times, three or four times, uh, with the fan because we're, you know, obviously not far from Paris, and I, I, we tend to go there, you know, quite a lot. It's, it's kind of one of the, the holiday places we go to quite a lot, so we always catch a game when we're there. Okay. So okay. I, I kind of, I, I have a lot of love for them. I have a slight problem with the fact that they just buy everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, 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 hey, that's modern day sports yeah. now. <laughs> you just, just buy your team, yeah. buy everybody. Considering I'm a West Ham fan, uh, insulate. I'm taking Greg Rosenthal, uh, the only NFL crew in town, of course. And I'm taking him to his first West Ham game on oh, Saturday. Awesome. So that's because because the story goes there that he uh, we've worked together a fair bit over the years, and as a thank you for all the spots he did on our show the first year he was doing it at the Super Bowl. I can't remember which one it was. Maybe I want to say Houston. Anyway, it, somewhere oh. back in time. I gave him a West Ham shirt uh, with Rosenthal on, like anointed him as a West Ham fan, made him a West Ham fan. Uh, and he's been following West Ham ever since, but this is going to be his first game he gets to go to. So that's going to be. You know, the, the only issue with that is I'm looking, I had to bring up the table to see mm. uh, where West Ham uh, is. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> we're 18th with only four points, man. I mean, Not a great start. <laughs> not a great start. It's okay. Cause Liverpool has, is, is not doing well. And that that's my squad. That you're um, a Liverpool fan, oh yeah. Well, the, a yeah. fair play. I, I've got a lot of time for them, and and the, with both cases, they're gonna they're gonna bounce. But it's early days. It's yeah. not like the NFL where you go oh and three Raiders and say goodnight, <laughs> Gracie. Right? I mean, we'll be back. We'll be fine. We're gonna be good. But yeah, so yeah. West Ham are really my team. But PSG, yeah, I just uh, yeah, okay. I, I like it. It's, I, it looks good. It looks thanks, good. Man. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, it looks just, good. Just though, I draw, I'd break it out. Hey, listen, I'm thinking of um, I'm talking to NFL London. Have you? Did you ever play an NFL London game? Because obviously the Pats, they got crossovers, yeah. the, the Pats. Yep. Uh, I played, um, actually, the teams I was on went twice. Hmm. Um, so I went with the Patriots. Um, actually had a touchdown in the game against, oh, the, right. against the Rams in like 2011. 11. Maybe? My God. Yeah. That yeah, I, that's remiss of me not to. I should have checked, should have fact checked that. And obviously, yeah. any reason. Actually had he, a, scored, yeah. he scored at Wembley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a touchdown there. And then uh, when I was with the Giants, mm. uh, we went and played the Rams again. But I, w- I was there at the game, but mm. I had a torn um, tricep. So I didn't actually play. You didn't play. So yeah. that is interesting. So clearly it went well, well for you the first time around anyway. Uh, what was it like being part of a team that was heading over to London? Still in the relatively early days of it, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, it's still kind of it's still establishing itself. It was it was incredible, honestly. Um 
I remember we stayed when I was with the Patriots the first time. So like 2011, mm. uh, we stayed just right downtown, right across the street from Hyde Park. Mm. Um, it started, the hotel started with a G, but um, the whole time, I mean, we did some walkthroughs at Hyde Park and mm-hmm. people started surrounding us. I mean, we were just out there in the middle of a park doing walkthroughs and practicing and uh, people surrounded us, which was really, really cool. Yeah. I remember uh, going to practice, walking uh, the day before the game. We went to Wembley to see the stadium and walk on the field. And it was just incredible. Um, and, of course, we won. So that made the trip a lot better. But I think we were there for about uh, four or five days total. And mm. uh, the coolest part was driving to Wembley um, on Sunday, on game day. And you just see just a massive amount of fans, but they're all wearing different jerseys. Right. Like just true fans of whatever team or player that they support. And that's what was filled in the stands. So I just thought it was really cool that regardless of what teams were playing, um, the fans wore the jersey that, best represents themselves or best represents who they like to follow. But it was, I mean, the experience was just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, And and then uh, after the win, we had some fun. Did Uh, you? (laughs) (laughs) There was a, there's quite a few stories that came from that night. That will never, Um, that will never no, no. <laughs> You're with you. Yeah, no. Was all I'm going to ask because I don't expect you to. I don't expect you to break any confidences, of course. But can I ask? You can just give me a simple yes or no if you want. Late night partying was was Coach Balacek involved? I'd I like to think that he just he was he, one. Of, he was one of the few coaches that were not involved. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny because we were so game was on Sunday. We were supposed to leave Monday afternoon, but there was a hurricane on the East Coast mm. um, that was supposed to touch down in Boston. So they moved our flight up to like six a.m. and so. We literally left the bar and walked straight onto the bus <laughs> to go to Amazing. the airport. Let, let's just say there were a couple people that needed to be carried through security. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to be- <laughs> I was not one. I was okay. okay. I kept my cool. The- but I can't say there was almost a fight on the bus <laughs> that was drink induced that I was a part of. I will say that. The bus gave you to the airport. I I hope to God if it's Wilfork was one of those that needed to be carried on. That's going to be a lot of people lifting it. Exactly. Wow. The shades were on though, I'm sure. The shade marine wraparounds were on that tree. At four four o'clock in the morning, no sun, but my shades are on. One of very few people that can pull off wearing shades indoors, I reckon. (laughs) I will give you a pass on that. Hey, just one more on that. So, with Belichick, because it took a while, I think, for a lot of America to be convinced, let alone let alone the NFL. There was initially, you know, I'm talking about the international series here, you know, initially slightly kind of patronizing. Oh, do they understand what's going on? And, you know, and, and, and gradually, of course, more and more teams came, had success after coming because that's was clearly the concern, the disruption it, it is whichever yeah. way you spin it, all the, the positives that clearly you and, and so many players have got from it, the, undoubtedly there's disruption and almost every single NFL head coach ever yeah. wants to avoid any kind of disruption, right? And, and it strikes yeah. me that Belichick is, doesn't suffer fools gladly, 
doesn't like any of the media nonsense, you know. So was he, did you get a sense he was quite skeptical about the trip the first time around? Uh, I, I wouldn't say skeptical is a, I, I wouldn't use that, that phrase. I would say hesitant um, just because um, it was the organization's first time uh, going to London and playing. So I think from a logistical standpoint, um, it was different than anything that um, any player was used to or coach was used to, you know, because we get our schedules like weeks in advance. Um, and so this was kind of just through like a little wrench in, in like our normal week to week, day to day schedule. Mm. So we had to adjust a little bit. Um, but outside of that, I think once we got there and got settled in it, at that point, it was just, let's go win another football game and go That's home. That's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have worked out well. Uh, okay. Well, let's start with that one with the, with the Viking Saints game. Want to give a shout out to Sam Ty, my friend, Sam Ty. A lot of our listeners will know him. He's a brilliant journalist, broadcaster, brilliant football guy. And messaged me earlier on asking a very important question, which I'm going to essentially plagiarize and <laughs> give it to you. But hey, I, gave, I gave him credit for it. Yeah. He said, because the game is kicking off here, 2.30, right? So it's in that early window um, uh-huh. in the broadcast schedule. That's an early, it's, early window. Yeah, it's an early, early window. So it's, it's the, the only game on at the time, which is yeah. guess, kind of part of the NFL's MO with that, with that early kickoff. So he asked a very valid point. Does that make it a, a primetime game? Because if it does, then Kirk Cousins is in deep trouble. <laughs> So what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see where he went with that. Okay, okay. So what's your verdict on that? Uh, right time because it's got its own windows. No other NFL competing for it, so it's kind of prime time. Yeah, to- I would. I mean, I don't know the definition of prime time by mm-hmm. Webster's uh, definitions, <laughs> but I would say yeah. I yeah, would say I would if too. if it's the only game on, everyone people are going to wake up early and watch it in, in yeah. the states. Obviously, um, across the across the pond will be a little different. I would say yes, it's prime yeah. time. And so in that case, I would be worried for Kirk Cousins. Yeah. yeah Vikings fans be afraid. I think is that oh, so that uh, Saints fans are concerned, of course. Well, maybe they're not because of the James Winston injury, given the way James has been playing. The latest is he didn't uh, practice again today. That's the second day off he's had now. So there's clearly a very real chance that he might not play on Sunday, which means enter stage right Andy Dalton. As mm. backups coming in go, particularly the form that Jameis is in, doesn't strike me as a dramatic drop-off, right? No, I wouldn't say dramatic drop-off. Um, just because Andy Dalton's played a lot of football. He's been around the game a long time. He's going to, you know, he'll be able to get everybody lined up. A lot of times when you bring a backup in, it's not necessarily their ability that you're worried about. But as a player, if I played with a backup, which actually I don't think I ever did, Really, in, in my seven years, I'm pretty sure the start it was either Tom or Eli, and they started every game that I played in. Um, but wow, what, that's the, incredible! Yeah, that is, and now that I think about it, that is pretty incredible. Yeah. Actually, I guess in preseason uh, you might, but that doesn't really count. But yeah, yeah. maybe the only yeah. Okay, so let, let me speak to the preseason then, because I, I did play with a lot of backups in preseason. Is mm. you just worry the, the biggest thing is getting in and out of the huddle and getting everybody lined up where they're supposed to be. Mm. Right. And make sure that make sure no one's jumping off sides, make sure the snap count is correct. Make sure everything um, player specific is related from the offensive coordinator to the rest of the huddle. So it's more of the logistical things of, okay, who's in the game? What package are we in? Let's get, say the play. When are we going? Is it on one or is it on two? Are we, is it going to be on three? Let's get everybody lined up, get the motions in 
and then let's go play football. Mm. So, and it's not necessarily the ability um, that you're worried about. Um, I just knew as a running back, I was more concerned with is does the offensive line know which play we're running? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Either so the, in pass or run. The authority in that. So is it because, it, is it a reps thing? I mean, literally a reps thing in the sense that it's it just a, a rhythm, uh, a surety of not just the playbook, but in that zone and knowing uh, what is expected from me. And it just, it's second nature, it's muscle memory. And so backup coming yeah. in and you got to think that extra bit and everything's hesitant. Yeah. Because you're not sure. And this, this is going to sound bad, but you're not sure if the backup quarterback knows what's going on. Yeah, sure. You know what I, you know, we're not sure if he's hearing a play mm. and then maybe he says one word wrong or different that mm-hmm. changes a lot. And so if the communication isn't on point, now we're now we're breaking the huddle and everybody's asking themselves questions. Wait, mm. did he mean this and said this or did he mean what he actually said? Right. Um, at that point, if everyone's wrong, then everybody's right. Right. As mm. long as we're all on the same page, <laughs> You're right. yeah. as long as we're all on the same page, it's, it's fine. fine. I don't care what play you call. Mm. As long as just make sure everybody's on the same page, because what I was always worried about is if it was a pass play and I was in pass protection, if we're calling the protection wrong, or if we're calling the wrong Mike backer, that's going to put me. Um, if, if the nickel blitzed, but he called the Mike, the nickel, like mm-hmm. everybody's on different pages. And then there's a free runner to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And as a running back, because, because the offensive line usually takes the front four, the big guys, big on big. And it's my job. If the offensive line is wrong, it's my job to figure out where they're wrong and mm-hmm. to pick up the free blitzer. If mm-hmm. there was a blitzer or to help out the three technique because Aaron Donald's in the game, mm-hmm. you know, so it changes. And because I'm the last line of defense, it's really important for me to know exactly what the offensive line knows, exactly mm-hmm. what the quarterback is calling. And if any of that communication is disrupted, that's where we get problems. And it's my job to clean that up. That's so fascinating. That's, yeah. That's yeah. why I was always worried with a backup quarterback. Right. That is br- brilliantly explained. And just to, as a quick follow up, and you definitely also internet, you don't want to be in a situation where uh, a mistake like that's happening when Bill Belichick is your coach. <laughs> you're yeah. going to hear about that, I'm sure. When, uh, when you're looking at a backup in during the season, but during the week, what is the fundamental difference and between the involvement of a starter and a backup? How much action, how many looks and reps is a backup typically getting during any given week? So I would say it's about 90 to 10. Right. Okay. Um, depending on where, depending on your organization, mm. uh, the starting quarterback gets 90% of the reps. The backup will get a couple plays here and there throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, backup's main main majority um, role is to run the scout team offense. Mm. So, um, so the backup quarterback is is going against the first team defense, running the offense that we're going to play that um, that Sunday. So, um, yeah, so I would say it's about 90, 10. Mm. Um, so reps are, are an issue. You can only practice for so long. Um, you can only have real live reps for so many times, especially during the season, those numbers start to decrease mm-hmm. because guys are banged up because we're in the middle of the season now and we're trying to save guys legs and just depending on the travel now, now we're trying mm-hmm. flying all the way to London, how, <laughs> you know, so there's so many different like factors that, that equate to that, but, um, really Really, the reps are that's going to be the tough part to overcome. Mm. Uh, but luckily, Andy Dalton has 
a ton of reps. Plenty of reps. That, so that's the key, really, isn't it? Then we're good. Well, I'm sure we'll talk Hoyer in a bit in the Patriots, but yeah. the the familiarity with the offense in Hoyer's case, I mean, probably singularly the most experienced quarterback and backup quarterback in the NFL situation yeah. with you know with the with the organization. But but Dalton, yeah, season pro. So is that always preferable then? To as a and Cooper Rush has done well as an mm. example, and I guess he's got a bit of that. He's got familiarity, you know, with with the offense, which is maybe why he's been quite efficient but typically is it if if you take somebody i don't know say you've got um a situation like tennessee right uh oh. where you've got a rookie as your backup and and maybe you know the titans fans want him to start but is it better to have do you think if you were a head coach to have a dalton a hoyer and a, well actually dalton and hoyer are, are different as well but a, a seasoned grizzled old vet as your backup or a, yeah. a young gun a young gun rookie you know, I, I personally, if I was a coach, I would like a seasoned vet um, as my backup. And the only reason why it has nothing to do with ability is because when the backup comes into the game and calls a play in the huddle, if the call coming from the quarterback's mouth, whoever the quarterback may be, isn't confident, mm-hmm. if the quarterback isn't saying the play and getting people lined up with confidence, that changes a lot. Mm-hmm. If the backup come, comes in like an Andy Dalton or like a Hoyer who's played a lot of games, they're going to come into the huddle. They're going to know the call, mm-hmm. hear the call, relate it, get everybody lined up. Let's go play football. Yeah. Right. If it's a rookie, they're going to hear the call and it might come out confident <laughs> um, or it might come out stuttering a little bit or maybe he forgets something. And now we're just in disarray. Will it come out and, like, do you, yeah. in, do you watch Hard Knocks when uh, this season's Hard Knocks? I don't know if you, if you watch the series. When, oh, I haven't watched I haven't uh, watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. a great episode when Juice, Juice Staley, uh, brilliant uh, guy that he is, lost his voice. So everything oh. he was saying was like, what? <laughs> he was getting <laughs> yeah, really annoyed yeah, with his players. Yeah. yeah. It's, that, <laughs> yeah that matters though. Like your worst you nightmare, you come out for your first huddle as a backup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it's true, and it's so it's true in so much of life, right? It makes complete sense. Uh, but I but I imagine it's you know at the apex of of in first impressions count, right? Coming in as a backup huddle for the first time. Absolutely. And and like we don't you don't talk about it, you don't really hear about that, but mm. it makes a difference when the quarterback comes in comes into the huddle and says a play confidently mm-hmm. versus coming to a huddle and stutters through a play or is just not sure about what he's actually saying. Cause yeah. like, do you know, do you, we know the call. Do you know the call? Yeah. Do, like, <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, like yeah. You know, we <laughs> practiced this on Wednesday, yeah. but you're acting like you don't really know it right now. No, not and, great. Not great. First yeah. It's just the last one on this with Eli, you met obviously you work with, with, with Eli and, and Brady, as he'd say for most of your career, very different styles, I guess, and demeanors. And yes. Eli, the, the critics, particularly when he was underfired during his career, uh, suggested, you know, it, a version of that, I suppose, right? That he's not a commanding presence. He seems too chill. Right. He's quite laconic. Did you find that despite his demeanor, he is quite chilled. He is quite laconic and he is. Yeah. Did you find yeah. actually in a way that was a, an asset that he still had a surety and, and commanded respect, even if his demeanor was different to say a Brett Favre, yeah. rah, rah kind or of, a, or a Brady or a Brady. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, so yes, that's, that's a very good point. I mean, Brady commanded respect. Um, Eli commanded respect, but in a different way. I respected Eli um, because regardless of how well we played, regardless of our record, 
he showed up every single day wanting to get better. And he was all in. He never, he never faltered. He never wavered or was hesitant. He was there, whether we were, whether we were 11 and five or five or two and 10, Mm. it was the same Eli that showed up to work every single day. And I have tremendous respect for him for that. Yeah. Uh, As far as Tom is concerned, it's a little different because of just his, his demeanor is different and he commands respect and, and, he expects everybody's best. And if you're not at your best, he's going to let you know about it. So you, you respect that as well. So you mm-hmm. respect both players for just being who they are and right. showing up to work um, regardless to get better. That is a great point, I guess, to, to summarize it, that the being who you are element, that's the key, right? Whether yes. you're vivacious, effervescent, shouty, chilled, if you, if you're, comfortable in yourself then you're going to exude that surety that and a quarterback you know for sure needs needs to be able to do that so we went off on a bit of a detail but it's a good one <laughs> back to the spikes game so we don't know if james is going to play but dalton yeah okay a decent backup to, to bring in other key injuries on the viking side i mean dalvin cook's the key one right he's currently day-to-day as well yeah Clearly, when Dalvin Cook doesn't play, particularly when Dalvin Cook is in his groove, it's a, it's a drop-off. How big a drop-off is it? Looking at the rest of this Vikings running back room, where they're at, Madison stepped up pretty well. Do you think it is, they're a significantly different team when they don't have Dalvin? Or do you think, well, obviously, they're not as strong, but it's not as significant as maybe other teams losing uh, their mm. starting running back? Honestly. I think this is a rare situation where it is uh, a very noticeable difference and it Mm. will be, I think it will be a different offense in the style uh, and play calling, Um, you know, nothing against Alexander Madison, but he's not Dalvin cook. And when you have a running back like Dalvin cook, it it allows you, excuse me, the ability not to get tricky, but to have more freedom in the run game, because even if it's a bad call, Dalvin Cook will make you right. He'll at least fall forward for two or three yards, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have that back, then some now, now you're hesitant and you're, you're thinking about which runs should I call? And that's like, you know, that's an extra step. So I think it causes coordinators, offensive coordinators, to be more hesitant in their play calling and unfortunately mm-hmm. more predictable. Right. Because you can't mess up. Because if you mess up, it's going to be a loss of five or seven yards or a fumble or something bad is going to go up, go. If you have mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, even with a bad call, you're going to you're still going to have second and seven. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's really interesting. On the Saints side, Kamara is somebody I want to, to talk to you about. What's up with Kamara? What? Why is he struggling? You know, uh, <laughs> this hurts because. On, on your on your podcast um, and on the radio on NFL channel, I've been big on the Saints. Big yes, because yeah, yeah. I I've, I thought I thought that they were ready to go to the Super Bowl this year. I don't know exactly what it is. I know he's not healthy. Um, the O line is struggling more than it has in past years, and I'm not mm. sure it's because they lost Teron Armstead or um, guys. It's just the, the offensive line for the Saints doesn't hasn't gelled yet, in my opinion. Mm. Um, they're not as dominant as they have been in past years, right? And that, and you know, and as good as Alvin Kamara is, 
he's only one man and he, you know, he needs help. Everybody needs help. That's why I think football is the, the ultimate team game. So I, I just feel like the offense isn't in sync completely. Mm. And that, and that happens early in the season, especially when the, these group of 11 haven't played in preseason or anything like that, all 11 together. So that's going to happen. Timing is hopefully what they'll, what they'll start to improve on, but the timing is off, whether it's with the offensive line, maybe the quarterback, maybe the running back, but the timing is off. Uh, once they figure that out, I, I think we'll see Kamara and the Saints offensively look like they should. Yeah. You know, if it's any consolation, I was big on the Saints as well. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> okay, that's, that's going well for both of us. But yeah, there's still, still plenty of time and a very, a very winnable game, I think, uh, for them yeah. on Sunday, despite uh, despite the issues. Um Speaking of running backs that are underperforming, let's go to Bucks Chiefs next. And a few things on this. And Propo and I talked about this on Edge Rush. So we kind of have a deeper dive on this game there. But I do want to ask your opinion on, on a couple of bits and particularly Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So mm-hmm. I feel that he is a player that when you look at film, when you look at the makeup, when you look at the situation he's in, he should be flying. It should all be working. He should be... Yeah. a superstar in the NFL, but he, but he's not, he's just underwhelming and flattering to deceive so far. So can he turn it around? Why do you think that is the case? And what's your take on, I mean, maybe you think I'm overstating his ceiling, but uh, yeah. What, yeah. Talk me through what your take. On, so on I, I would I would say you're overstating a little bit <clears throat> through three games. He's had 22 carries, mm. um, which is not a lot for an every down back but he's averaging five and a half yards a carry. Mm -hmm. So he is producing when they get on the ball. What I think it is with the chiefs is they're not committing themselves to the run game. Right. And I get it. You have Patrick Mahomes, arguably the best quarterback in the league, statistically the best quarterback the NFL has ever seen up until this point. So they're not, I just don't think that the chiefs offensively are committing themselves to the run game. It's one thing to run the ball. It's another thing to commit your offense to running the football. Mm. There's a big difference. The Tennessee Titans commit their offense to running the football. Mm. The chiefs commit their offense to the pass game. And so it's, and one of the toughest things as a running back is if you're not getting the ball consistently, it's tough to find your own rhythm. It's tough to, it's tough to find your consistency because you're just not, you're getting it one, one drive here. Then you won't see the ball for two more drives. Then you get it three times in a drive and then you don't see it again. Mm -hmm. That is that that's, that's tough to find your rhythm as a running back, especially in a pass heavy offense, which is what the chiefs are doing. So I, I don't think it's, specifically Clyde Edwards Hilaire more than it's the offense, not committing themselves to running the football. So why do you think that is? Obviously he was a high draft pick. So clearly their introduction or rather they're reaching for him and introducing him into the organization at that level means that they wanted to strengthen their, their ground game. It's they've had a lot of under, uh, under estimated and underrated running backs in the, in the Reed Mahomes era. Right. But yeah. they clear at that point when they went for Edwards Hilaire, oh, okay. So they're, they're leveling up now. They get, they're going to clearly look at taking this to a different place. So why aren't they giving him the opportunity then if they've made that move? That's a great question. Um, 
I'm not sure. I, I, I would I honestly would say Andy Reid's offensive style is pass first, run second. It's all it always has always been. Has Whenever been. When, always has been, no matter where he's been at. And when now he finally has the arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, and that fits in with his offensive style, his personal style already. I think you're just gonna if you're if you're questioning a play call, you're gonna go with the pass. Mm. A lot of coaches, a lot of offenses, I would say, like in New England, I would say if there is a if there's a question on a play call, you're going to you're going to go to the run. Mm. Tennessee question, a play call. I'm not sure. Let's just run the ball in Kansas City. If there's a question with a play call, we're going to pass it. Yeah. Uh, third, third and one. I like this pass play yeah, instead yeah. of just handing the ball off and, and making the run an intricate part of the system. It's yeah. just, it's not, and that's Couch, just it's not his, not his MO. Yeah, yeah. Not, exactly. You know, let's talk Jags Eagles next because a lot of buzz about the Jags, which is great to see. And, and of course uh, a perennial fixture in the NFL London games. We love the Jags and, and it's good to see uh, an organization that has been in disarray. I mean, last year that they, they were the, the poster boys for disarray with the uh, Urban Meyer mess. They've bounced back quickly and they're a sneaky left field playoff pick for some people already. Mm-hmm. What do you, have you made of Trevor Lawrence's progress in particular? Because he seems to be becoming the player that we expected him to be in, in quite a quick period of time, given what went down last season. Have you been impressed with him? Very impressed. Um, and, and honestly, what I think it goes to show is a good quarterback is nothing without a good coach and a good coach is nothing without a good quarterback. Mm. Um, just in one coaching change, we're seeing Trevor Lawrence. What This is what I expected from him last year, uh, but he's doing it so well this year. I, I'm impressed. I'm happy. Uh, Doug Peterson has come in and has really changed that whole organization around. I mean, what year was it? When Jalen Ramsey was there and the Jacksonville Jaguars went to the AFC championship. championship game. Yeah. Bortles yeah, and was, Nathaniel Hackett was there. It was yeah. 2017, 16, 17. 17? Yeah. yeah. Some, yeah. Somewhere around there. And I thought that that was going to be, you know, Jacksonville's coming out season, which it yeah. kind of was, except for the fact that after that season, they have yet to make any noteworthy wins since yeah. that season. God, that was uh, a good team, wasn't it? That, it was Lenny, a very good Playoff team. Lenny was as a rookie, was in Fournette's first year. Yeah. And- Yep. And yeah, they had Ngonquay yeah. and obviously Jalen. My, Miles, Miles Jack, Jack on defense. Yeah. 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 And Seriously. that's honestly, we're talking about Trevor Lawrence, but that defense is playing extremely well. Right. Held the Chargers to 10 points. They blanketed the Colts. And in, in week one, um, they allowed the commanders to get 28 points. But at the same time, that's week one. It is week what it one. is. As you said, but oh, you said, yeah, week one. Let's yeah. react to that. Yeah. yeah. You know, this I, defense is playing well. It's a good point because I inevitably, we often look at the offense and when you've got a player like Lawrence. And, and I think the Jags as well. And we've talked about this a bit on the show with the Kirk signing in particular. And everybody just took the mickey saying what a ridiculous deal that was. I always felt that it could turn out to be a really shrewd deal if if he plays up because they've got to overpay for, for players like Kirk. It's mm-hmm. uh, particularly after last season, right? But with a quarterback like that, with the with a line that's looking good as well, you know, it's, it doesn't surprise me at all that he's the kind of receiver that he is. He is getting in amongst it. What about James Robinson? He's had a resurgence and he was one of those yeah. players that everyone would admire. What the hell is he doing not playing him? And exactly, uh, Doug Peterson clearly clearly rates him. How good can he be? Do you think he can get into that very top tier of, of, of NFL runners? 
Ask me next time we come on this podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I I want because I want to say yes, but l- let me see like another couple games, another couple fair. weeks, yeah, just fair. to see exactly how it's. So then I can say with confidence that he is in the top tier of running backs. I just need to see a co- a few more games. Okay, and then we'll a know. Fair, a fair I'll deal. know for sure. <laughs> but yeah, look, I mean. The, the offensive line has only given up two sacks. Yeah, incredible for Jacksonville. I, I mean, and now and then you go look at Cincinnati. Mm. There's they've given up fifteen. Yeah, yeah, already. Well, Washington gave up nine in about three minutes the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. the line holding firm, and you're, it's a great point you make about the D. I mean, it's a balanced side. It's a very winnable division. I mean, they could be like oh, a sneaky playoff team. I think the they Eagles. Really tell me what you think of of Jalen Hurts because if we look at big narratives that were getting thrown around coming into the season. It was, well, the Eagles are contenders. They're going to be in the mix. They're in a very winnable division uh, and everything is fitting into place, but we're not sure about the quarter. We're not sure if he's good enough. So three weeks in and rolling into week four, I mean, he's had a good start to the season, Jay. Very good start. I, I think he heard all the talk, all the naysayers. <laughs> right. And th- there's no, there's no short of a nation of naysayers in Philadelphia. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I, I am so impressed with the way that he has started this season off personally. He's on my fantasy team, which is also a very good uh, thing. Shout out to I'm this. Getting, Shane oh, fantasy. Man. What's your fantasy team called? <laughs> Um, the one percenters. Mm. Um, Why is it, it called the one percenter? Well, because one of the guys in it, um, he's my barber and he's mm. always like, we, we get, we, I was just left him actually. He, he gets really heated on football topics and he always says, I get it. Football players are the one percent of the one percent, but why do you do this, 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 this? <laughs> and so my name, my name is the one percenters. My other team name is the Wolverines. Oh, Nice. Because yeah. Michigan, because of the movie with Hugh Jackman, because because Varine is in Wolverine. Wolverine, <laughs> God, I can't believe it. I mean, I'm just slow. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's okay. Because <laughs> when I when I was in college, oh, we were at a bowl game, and a fan made a sign, and it said "Unleash Wolverine." Oh man, was that, that was your nick? Was that your nickname when you played as well? No, that, no, was it was, yeah, it was just one person, and they I gave me this. the sign, and yeah. they gave me they gave my parents the sign after the game, and uh, I still have it to this day. It's Legend up in my in my garage. Whoever, yeah. what a play on words that is! Uh, so good that I <laughs> that I walked straight into it and didn't realize. It. <laughs> I'm amazed that didn't catch on. That would have been a uh-huh. great, yeah. It could have got the merch rolling and everything. I, I know opportunity missed. A definite opportunity missed. So we're loving we're loving hurts, loving what he's doing. When you look at quarterback progression, so there are some players, and I guess we were saying, uh, referring to Lawrence, we were effectively saying this in his sophomore year already, he looks like he is the real deal. Burroughs, maybe the best example of day one. He's He he looks like he belongs. Mahomes effectively did that. I know he had a bit of time sitting under Alex Smith, but essentially it was, okay, you're you're good to go straight away. But other quarterbacks, that isn't the case, right? Josh Allen's probably the best example of that in recent years. We're not sure about him. He's a bit raw. A couple of years down the line, okay, he's he's legit. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that because Jalen Hurts wasn't automatically good, he doesn't have that ceiling. But looking at his progression this year, have you been impressed? With, I mean, we've even been impressed how he played, but just how much he's developed year on year. I am. Um, I, I really am. I, I didn't expect this this big of a jump because um, you know. Th- I felt, and I still feel this way, that a player's biggest 
jump as far as improvement in their game, regardless of the position, comes from year one to year two. Right. After year one, you understand the game. You, you know, you know what it's like now. You have your experience and now you can go home in the offseason and work on specifically what you can get better at understanding how the how your first season went. And you typically see the biggest increase in improvement from the players year one to year two. I'm I'm still impressed that he has made that jump because just be, just because saying that doesn't mean it always happens for every player, mm-hmm. but he was able to significantly improve his game as a quarterback um, going into just year two. Mm-hmm. And I think it's impressive. Um, I, I think that he is his only limit as, as good as he wants to be, he will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they got, they got things rolling in Philly right now. And they really um, do. They're really it's impressive. Do. And yeah. I, I know this is would be grouped, I guess, in the intangible category, right? And I, and and fairly or not, but what I've always thought is going to be a key component in him making it as a as an NFL starter was how he dealt with the college situation and how he showed that yeah. fight, and, and particularly at that level as well when it was Alabama, uh, and how crushing that must have been at the time. And how he responded, how resilient he was, and then yeah. delivered at an, at an equally or, or nearly similar or similar nearly level stage. I mean, that's just heavyweight mentality. So yeah. big tick for okay. I think he's going to be able to handle life in Philly, which, as you said, isn't, isn't the most <laughs> it's straightforward. Not easy. <laughs> Two more yeah. for you before we get okay. out of dodge. So we got um, the Ravens Bills, the game of the weekend. This is also going to be. Uh, weather affected, although in a, in a, a playable conditions, albeit a storm, they're suggesting that could happen anyway. If it does happen, it clearly that favors the ground games, uh, and yeah. they'll be a leaning on the ground games. Did you? I mean, did you ever play in mad weather? Did you used to like? I mean, oh, you're yeah. a, a running back that caught out of the backfield a lot, so I guess that kind yeah. of negated that to a degree. But did you like it? Did you feel okay? Let's go. It's we know we're, I'm going to get the rock a lot today. Did you? Mm-hmm. Did, obviously affected some of the things you could do what was your take when it was absolutely tipping down were you like oh man are we okay let's go yeah um it changes it changes a lot um especially from a running back position because you understand you're going to get the ball more but with that it's also because it's so wet it's harder to hold on to the ball more yeah yeah so in the back of your brain even more so than normal days you're thinking hold on to the ball hold on to the ball just hold on to the ball who cares if you don't gain a yard hold, mm. wait stand up with the ball mm-hmm. um and you know and then you gotta do i want to wear gloves do i not want to wear gloves i was always if it was ever rain i never wore gloves Really? Um, I just liked feeling the ball myself mm-hmm. in pra- I didn't wear gloves in practice either I just mm-hmm. wore them for the game um but um, so you got to feel the ball, everything. Now, all the fundamentals that you work on are brought to, um, a more defined height in a sense, tackling on defense. When players are soaking wet, it's tough to bring a ball carrier down. You can slip off. So I would either have really good games in the rain or the game would just be a mud pit and mm-hmm. who have last man standing wins. Right. Um, but it brings all those fundamentals snap handoff hold on to the football, um, make your blocks, give the whole, um, the defense is going to know now that we're going to run the ball more. So the defense knows we know let's execute regardless. Mm. And so the fundamentals are heightened, um, throwing and catching it. You're not, we're not going to call crazy routes and, and throw all the, and, and try and throw the ball down the, down the field, 40 yards. We're just going to make, 
um, easy um, plays that we worked on since day one. Mm -hmm. Um, So it simplifies everything offensively Mm. and the defense knows that. So defenses love playing in the rain. Right. You know, because they know the offense is going to be more simplified. They could that shops. They're going to yeah, they're going to yeah. be right in the mix. Out of these two, do you think demonstrably there is one team that it benefits more than the other? If it is Ravens. that kind of conditions, Ravens for mm. sure. Um, they're going to be at home and in weather, and the Ravens run the ball better than the Bills do. Not that I, I think the Bills will still you'll still be able to pass the ball well enough to make it effective, um, but I think the weather. Um, favors the favors the Ravens more than it does the Bills. Mm. I'm still waiting for the Ravens defense to show up, though. Right, and the secondary in particular it doesn't. I mean, yeah. the injuries have affected this, but I mean, it, they're disproportionately bad for the talent that is there. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think they'll get it. Um, again, we've only played three games. I think they'll get it, but as soon as this Ravens defense shows up, they are going to be a very very good football team. It's like possibly the best football team in the league. Wow. That's a big call. I mean, this could be the AFC championship game, right? It could. It very, it very well could be. And if Lamar Jackson keeps this, I mean, after three weeks, he's the MVP, in he's my opinion. Incredible. He's, he's playing unbelievable right now. Really? Really? It's is. so fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, the thing with Lamar all the time, like whatever, you know, you think of, if you think in whatever you think of his shortcomings with his arm, Mm-hmm. he's been box office from day one. Like, how can you not yeah. want to watch this player? Why haven't they paid him? I mean, uh, uh, but, hey, more uh, for them, because if he does go on for an MVP season or, or similar, you know, he's going to be rolling that, that uh, yeah. contract. Oh, yeah. Good for him. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that'll, uh, that'll learn the Ravens. Uh, one more on a uh, Pat's package. I just want to ask you very quickly about Brian Hoyer, because you must have played with him. He must, was he, yeah. he must have been at the Patriots uh, when you were there. So what's he like? Um, He's awesome. I, I mean, he, he's a great teammate, a uh, great man, great father, husband. Um, and th- they'll be fine. Mm. The, the, the Patriots will be fine. I, I don't think it's going to, it's not going to be a significant drop off. It's not going to be a significant improvement. I think it'll be, you know, not that Mac Jones isn't better. I just, Brian Hoyer's played a lot of football, been around the game a long time, understands mm. everything. So that goes back to our backup quarterback conversation. Right. He'll come into the huddle with confidence because mm-hmm. he knows the system. He knows the play calling um, and he'll get everybody lined up and the play, the ball will get snapped and everything will be fine. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how well he plays though. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen, he hasn't played in a long time. He started right. a game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, I, and the familiarities we talked about with the, with the Patriots clearly that's going to give him, or engender confidence in some of the newer faces there that are thinking, you know, who might be thinking, who's this guy on the one hand and then realize, well, look, if Belichick's had him around for this long, like he's doing, he's doing yeah. something right. The, yeah. uh, the line of the Vegas line is incredible. So pushing, I think maybe even double digits, right. The Packers have favored. So that is really very, very patronizing to, to Hoyer. And indeed, I think maybe underestimating the Patriots significantly. I'm, Sure, Belichick is going to be pleased about. Uh, oh, it's because the game's at Green Bay. No, it's in Green Bay. Yeah, but stats. Okay, but still, yeah, I think that's, typically, uh, typically, home gets you three points. Three, right, right. So for it to be double digits mm. with a Packers team, I think that is still unproven. Mm. I, I don't know what they do well yet. Yeah, like, I'm exactly. You exactly. take away Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what they. What's their identity? I don't know. 
I don't they, know. You know I, they, I thought they looked. Mike and I were getting into it on the review show on Monday that they that first drive against Tampa was like, okay, I get it now. They've they, they've got it, and then oh no, great defense with the Bucks, but uh, yeah, more fits and starts. I think I think that is uh, an interesting line. Uh, maybe we'll get into that on Edge Rush <laughs> uh, with me and <laughs> Shane. Brilliant stuff as ever, man. It is oh fascinating, and we went off on a few details and tangents. Uh, That's all right. Definitely want to find out more about that trip to London. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can t- I can tell you over over a drink. How about deal, that? Deal, deal. Uh, <laughs> stay with me. I will not I will not speak a word of it. Brilliant stuff, man. Have a great weekend. You're off. You telling me before we start recording off on the road to uh, Arizona, right? That's the way you're yes, heading. Sir. Yeah, yeah. I've got a Pac-12. Well, we're doing like a road show, so I'll be you know calling games from there for. Uh, and doing studio stuff from there for on Saturday. So, hey, nice. back. Let's go. Love it, Football that, season. And you were on Sky Sports NFL, of course. We had a, I screamed yeah. and sent you a shot, man. He's like, yeah. Go and go. Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks for sending <laughs> me that. I didn't know I reached across the pond. Oh, uh, yeah. During that Notre, Notre Dame Cal game. That was cool. The Wolverine fan club is, <laughs> is growing every day around here. Mate, look after yourself. Check in soon, yeah? All right. Appreciate it, man. See you soon. Take care. Brilliant stuff from Shane. Hey, by the way, uh, he's going to be back regularly through the season. You can count on that. Uh, We have got pods all through the week. FFS, our fantasy show, that has dropped. Uh, The Guru Sandrini on fine form. Really, really good insight on a lot of things, I have to say. And just a reminder that if you don't play fantasy... Uh, and remember, we have a daily fantasy league you can join. So even if you're not in a in an ongoing redraft or dynasty kind of league uh, playing through the season, get involved with our daily fantasy. Just pick a new team every week. The listener show league, the link is in our show notes. You can head on over to Twitter uh, at the NC show and, and find it pinned there. Uh, even if you're not playing fantasy, the guru knows his football, talks a lot of sense, real, real insight, loving his involvement with the show he's going great guns also uh i mike mondays yep you know the drill by now that is legendary stuff from iron mike and me and propo edge rush edge rushing all the way mixed bag for me uh, you know i had a good week but my drew lock didn't land i'm in raiders territory there so get involved with all of this and help get you set for week four if you're going to the game in london absolutely shout out if you see us we're going to be there doing the live broadcast from talk sport uh, for talk sport i should say uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun uh, so if you see us out propo is going to be in the house as well uh, christian scott and williamson part of our crew this sunday give us a shout say hi uh let's talk some ball and we're going to be back monday with the review show iron mike cannot wait cannot wait for the sunday let's roll see you then bye for now Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.